listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. New technologies are leading to deeper responses and longer survival for patients with multiple myeloma. But these complex care plans lead to questions about how to optimize care. Clinicians are challenged with leveraging the best available evidence and meeting individual care needs in diverse patient populations across different settings. i3Health has released a two-part podcast series about the latest advances of multiple myeloma treatment. Don't miss these two episodes with pharmacist Dr. Joseph Callis and Dr. Eric Cannon. Learn more at i3health.com. That's i3health.com. Pharmacy Podcast Network had an amazing opportunity to get together with i3health. Uh, You can find more information about this organization, empowering pharmacists and healthcare professionals through education, mobile education today. As you're listening, if you're driving in your car, you're jogging, walking your dog, Um, Make sure you take a look at i3health.com after today's podcast. Excited. We have a returning guest that we're going to be talking with as lead on today's subject. Um, But first, I just wanted to tell you, i3health's mission is to enhance the proficiency in multiple disciplinary health care teams by providing evidence-based, fair and balanced, approved activities that address identify the professionals practice gaps in unmet educational needs. And we love leveraging podcasts and mobile education to this. We know how busy you are. We know how uh, crazy life can get. So if you consume some um, some CE uh, through podcasting, I3 Health is a source of education. And today we're really celebrating um, a series of podcasts that I3 Health has developed around multiple myeloma and the one and only Dr. Joseph uh, Kalis is back. And it's great to have um, Joe back. Um, And I want to introduce Joe again to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Todd. Pleasure to be back again and to to speak with you both. I'm not driving today's bus, Joe. We have a host today that I'm excited to introduce to the Pharmacy Podcast Network, uh, Kara Smith. Um, has been with uh, i3Health for some time, and she's helped to craft um, this series. And I'm excited to have her here. Kara, welcome to the PPN. Thanks so much, Todd and Joe. It's great to talk with you both today. So we have a serious subject that continues to morph into the next stage of treatment through multiple myeloma. Um, Kara, I'm excited that um, that you're hosting today's conversation with Dr. Kalis. Um, I'm going to turn it over to you and let the two of you uh, take us and our listeners um, into this uh, presentation. Great. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, so at I3Health, we're really excited about this CPE activity uh, that was launched recently that Dr. Kalis chaired. Um, so, Joe, going back to the background for this activity, what is the need for pharmacy education surrounding multiple myeloma? And what are the educational gaps that uh, you, as well as other pharmacists, tend to encounter in your practice? Those are some great questions, Kira. So very glad that you posed them to me. I'd say that the need for pharmacy education in multiple myeloma really starts off, I think, with a good understanding of just what the disease state is, 
you know, as a as a student and then as a resident and now in practice for 10 plus years, it's it's something that I've grown in familiarity with over time and over working with patients and exposure to the disease. But I think the word Todd used just a few moments ago about things morphing is a great way to think about multiple myeloma. Really what it is, we've got a, a disorder of the fully mature or permanently differentiated B cells, and the ones that make antibodies for our immune system. And, and in myeloma, what's happening is that, you know, the genetic instructions have gone awry, something's faulty, where antibodies being made are no longer functional. You might have pieces or parts of an antibody. And I think once, once a learner, be it a pharmacist, student, you know, educated member of the public who might be listening in today, that's something that I think really informs the treatments we're using and why we see some of the signs and symptoms we do. But for me, coming back to kind of the core of what's happening and why it's happening really helps to organize and centralize some of the treatments that we're using. I'd say as far as educational gaps go, I'm gonna come back to that term morphic. Save myself a little bit, you know, the mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you know, something that I was familiar with growing up. But it's such a rapidly evolving landscape of treatments. And it seems every month we have new drugs or new indications approved from the FDA, or we're using new combinations. But say the educational gaps have really just been being able to keep up with everything and also to keep that information organized in a certain way so that you can kind of pull it up in a moment. Definitely, I agree. Things are just changing so fast. Um, just recently at the at the ASH meeting, um, and it seemed like almost every presentation is about, you know, a new a new target and multiple myeloma. So it's really exciting to see. <laughs> um, yeah, it so definitely is. Like I've done some other programs and a fair bit of other you know, educational opportunities with things like targeting BCMA or other drug targets. And I think just as time goes on, we're going to see more and more agents, more targets discovered and, and taken advantage of for treatment. And I think there's a lot still to come in multiple myeloma and something I'm personally very excited about. Definitely. It's super exciting. Um, so how does this activity help uh, to address some of these ed educational gaps as well as, you know, cover the rapidly evolving fields? Yeah, I, I'd say the, the activity in question here through I3 Health it really did a nice job putting together some of that foundational knowledge for pharmacists and listeners about what is multiple myeloma, what are some of our options for initial treatment, both in the transplant eligible patients and those who are ineligible for transplant. Like you've got a, a plethora of, of options out there. I guess plethora is my $10 word for the day. But knowing which options to use when and then what patients are eligible for which options is something I think this activity really did quite nicely. Um, so as far as all of these, you know, these latest advances, especially the ones that have, have come out most recently, what were the ones that you think are the most applicable to practice that you're personally most excited about? Yeah, some of it, I think, starting first and foremost, you know, first-line therapy, we've got the, the tried-and-true regimen, VRD, so bortezomib, lenalidomide, dexamethasone. But the addition of, of other classes of agents to that, you know, one that we talked a bit about in the activity was aritumumab, so an, an anti-CD38 monoclonal antibody. And, and I find that that agent or combinations with that class of agents pretty darn exciting because of their ability to 
increase overall response rates, but also to increase the depth of response. And it's something we'll, we'll focus a little bit on in the activity, but just you know, trying to achieve minimal residual disease. I think a term some of our listeners will be more familiar with in like leukemia or lymphoma or other hematologic disorder spaces. I think it's really starting to come into the prime time in myeloma. If we can get a great response or a very deep response in somebody's early stages of treatment, I think that pretends very, very well for how their future treatments and sequences might go. Definitely. Um, as far as what's coming down the pipeline, um, what are you looking forward to seeing in the next few years or so? <laughs> that, that That's a, a very loaded question, and, and I appreciate that. You know, you think back to like grandpa's double barrel 12 gauge, but if I'm going to stick with that 12 gauge analogy, you've got one side that's the CAR T cells. So we've got some commercially available CAR T cells right now that are targeting agents, or targeting targets rather, such as BCMA. And some very exciting and encouraging data from those agents come out now. I think a lot more to be learned about how to best utilize those drugs. You know, are we saving it for fourth, fifth, sixth line therapy in our relapsed patients? There's some ongoing trials that I'm, I'm following pretty closely looking at using CAR T cells earlier in treatment, first line, second line. But if, you know, can we come back to that shotgun analogy, you go back to the other barrel, we've got tri-specific antibodies. So offering us the opportunity to take an off-the-shelf drug, and we're not you know, re-engineering a patient's own cells, we have an off-the-shelf product that can be utilized rather quickly, but targeting some of the same things. So BCMA with teclistamab. And there's other agents out there. Talketamab is one that comes to mind with BCPR5D as a target. But I think it'll be very interesting to see just how these agents are sequenced. We've got some, we're starting to get some more mature data emerging for how to use them, what the results are, what we're seeing in terms of symptoms and side effects, things like cytokine release syndrome or different neurologic toxicities. You know, can you use one and then the other? What will we combine them with? That's a big thing I think we've all seen in myeloma. One drug is good, let's try three or four with different mechanisms of action and see where that gets us. A lot still to come. Definitely. Um, I guess to pivot a little bit, um, so in the activity, uh, you covered treatment advances in multiple myeloma, and the other aspect of it um, was the managed care provider perspective that mm -hmm. Dr. Cannon shared his, his insights on. Um, is there anything about this, this other perspective that you see in your practice that you'd like to maybe talk about? Oh, definitely, definitely, because it's something that I think in pharmacy, we're uniquely positioned to not only ensure that the right drugs are reaching the right patient at the right time, not old tried and true cliche, but it still stands because it's so accurate. But I, I think in today's landscape, we've also taken on more of a role in making sure that the agents we're using are among some of the more cost-effective. You know, we've got a, a very complex landscape of payers, whether it's private insurances or government programs, other things. And, you know, one thing that my institution's focusing a lot on is, you know, how are we getting reimbursed for these? And and as we talk about some of these exciting advances in myeloma, so daratumumab, isotuximab, clistamab, CAR T cells, and others, one of the questions we're getting a lot from administrators is, well, you've got some really high price tags on these drugs, Joe. How do we know we're going to get reimbursed? Or what are the criteria we need to focus on? Are we following guideline or labeling indications? And 
one of my favorite things to teach students is you start with the on-label stuff in oncology and then it very quickly becomes off-label as the science advances until the labels and regulatory aspects catch up. But you know, I, I've seen some numbers in the literature for CAR T cells, looking at around $400,000, $500,000 for the drug. And then you have to add the cost of hospitalization, supportive agents such as tocilizumab in there. We're seeing many of these same questions come up with the bispecific antibodies. So I think it's it's very apropos for pharmacists to stay involved, even just peripherally, with some of the, the costs associated with our therapies and managed care. We can achieve similar outcomes with a less expensive agent and have patients reach the same endpoint. Maybe we need to be taking a closer look at that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, all right, I guess, Todd, I will turn it over back to you. I like the fact that I3 Health has built out this two-part module. Um, Joe, you've led it along with um, with Dr. Cannon in really discussing this for our pharmacists to access. We're going to have links in our show notes driving people to um, the place where you can actually take this course um, in understanding aligning treatment goals in value-based care and newly diagnosed multiple myeloma. Um, Joe, it is always amazing and great to listen to you and learn from you. Um, you've helped uh, so many other pharmacists really advance their knowledge and create curiosity um, in order to dig in. And, you know, that's the domino effect. I want to see pharmacists empowering pharmacists to push further in order to get this data back to our physicians, our, our researchers, and really to, to adjust treatment along the way to, like we all said, when things morph, we want to stay ahead of it. And I think pharmacists are the key. So I'm a fan, as you know, Joe, and I hope to have you back in, in a future podcast. And we're so excited about I3 Health and uh, Kira, we have to have you back as well. So I wanted to thank you both. Yeah, thank you, Todd. It was a pleasure to be here. I'd like to thank all those folks out there in the past who kind of set me on this course or helped me come up with some of the analogies. Robert Mancini, Ryan Zimmerly, you're out there. <laughs> I'll see you guys when I see you. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you to the I3 Health team for helping us put this together. Um, be on the lookout for our, our promotion of this, um, of this um, educational event, and we will be promoting this. Um, throughout all of our social media. And if you have ideas for future um, education through podcasting, maybe you'd like to participate in what you're passionate about, please reach out to Kira and the I3 Health team. Um, you can go to i3health.com. Once again, that's i3health.com. Pharmacists, you are our heroes. Thank you for everything that you're doing for patients out there who are suffering with um, with serious chronic diseases. And we look to you uh, to bring us um, future education. So we thank you. And um, listeners, uh, anything that you can provide us in helping to make these presentations better, please let us know. Uh